Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with Aaron Keller. And over the phone, we have Doug Nielsen from our from Southern Nevada. And we also have Joe Doucette joining us from Eastern Nevada. So thank you guys for joining us over the phone. I'm glad to be here. This week, we really wanted to get... We feel like a lot of people feel like summer's almost over. But really, it's the prime time to get out there and vote. Wouldn't you guys say so? Absolutely. No, it's, it's prime time everywhere. With this hot weather, even though it could be hot on the water, um, all you got to do is jump over to cool off for a few minutes. <laughs> so it's perfect. Um, we're kind of in the dog days of summer. But you do have to be careful with thunderstorms popping up. But, in, but when there's no storms, um, the, the, the water conditions are perfect. And Doug, I'm sure right now is also a great time to get out on the water in southern Nevada. Well, well absolutely. I mean, for us, boating season is, is uh, pretty long, and actually some of the best water uh, is, is yet to come as we get into the fall months, the uh, best water skiing and pleasure boating water, and we can talk about that another time, but it is. It's a great time to get out. There's a lot of boating opportunity, but like Joe said, with the thunderstorms that come through this time of year, you really have to be on your on your guard and prepare for that pay attention to what the weather's doing i got blown off on my kayak just the other night so you really have oh, to no. pay attention to what's going on yeah you really need to prepare ahead of time yeah but, and here, but here, out here in eastern nevada we're not getting the monsoonal stuff that southern nevada is and honestly our you know we have um most of our days over the last month have just been bluebird days and the uh, forecast for the next couple of weeks is bluebird days also so so this is this is a perfect time. Bass fishing is really picking up here, and so uh, if you like to fish for bass um, or even uh, catfish and some of the other warm water species, great time to get on the water on your boat and and enjoy the summer before school starts back up. Exactly. Whether you're yeah, here fishing, in, water sports, just get out there. Yeah, here in Western Nevada, it's been it's been nice weather. You know, we don't like to jinx it, but we haven't had much wind. So, we're gonna uh, get wind now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's what we don't. Uh, but the fishing's been great. Uh, today we're we hit 100 degrees here in Reno. So yeah, definitely a nice day to be outside and be on the water. Yeah, I think we're the cool spot today. We're only at about 94. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like cool. To go up there and get a little rest from what we got going on down here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, fishing from a boat's been great. A lot of our waters have been picking up for uh, you know trolling and. People are picking up some really big wipers these days. So get out yeah, on Lahontan. That's yeah, Lahontan. We're seeing a lot of fish coming from Lahontan. Well, you know, you, you talk about water sports, but over here in eastern Nevada, um, our three major lakes for for boating, skiing, or, or fishing uh, is Wild Horse, Wilson, and South Fork. Um, South Fork and Wild Horse uh, surface water temperatures are in the low 70s at Wild Horse, the mid 70s at at uh, South Fork. Um, while we have some algae growth, it's not real heavy like it has been in some years past, and the conditions are ideal for getting out on your jet ski or doing some water skiing, wakeboarding, tubing behind the boat. 
Um, it's, it's perfect for that right now out here in eastern Nevada. Doug, what are some of the spots in southern Nevada people should be getting out to? Well, uh, obviously, um, right outside of Las Vegas, less than an hour away, you have access to two of the, the nation's busiest recreational waterways and largest, Lake Mead and Lake Mojave. So fishermen right now, obviously, you got smallmouth bass, largemouth bass, catfish, but probably the funnest thing to go after right now are boiling striped bass. Early in the morning, when they're feeding on uh, shad and they pop them on the surface, and it just looks like that water's boiling, and you throw a top water bait in there, and, and there's nothing like it. As far as uh, boating conditions, it's really in the early morning hours and late afternoon hours, you can have some of the best water of the day. It's plenty warm, so you don't have to worry about coming out and getting in and out of the water. And yet you can have some great skiing, jet skiing, even sailboating down here. And uh, one of the things that we've really seen a, a growth in are paddle sports, paddle boards, kayaks. Uh, some are fishing kayaks, some are just regular kayaks, but there's a lot going on and a lot available. And there's so much water that there's a lot of room to explore. And, of course, if you really want a long stay, you can rent a house and go for a few days. That would be so fun. Yeah, you can rent you can rent a houseboat. Never think about that. You know, bring your own boat, rent a houseboat, and you can dock it right there on your houseboat. It's a blast, especially down there in Lake Mead. There's so much room. You can kind of tour. That's it. There's so much room, and sometimes you can have a whole coal body yourself. Yeah, we posted a really cool picture a while back of a houseboat docked in one of those coves. Just pulled up on the shore, and it looks like heaven, man. I know. So, Keller, you help a lot with our Western Region Fishing Report, and you're kind of aware of the waters in this area and where people should go. So where would you say would be good places to boat right now? Well, for, for fishing right now, Lahontan is on fire. Mm-hmm. The wipers, there, there's people catching double-digit wipers all day, every day, and pretty e- easy methods, um, just trolling a, trolling a night crawler and uh other spots nevada is kind of funny because we're the dry state in the union but when you do find water and we've gone through two kind of good years of winter here in western nevada really all over northern nevada but so the the water levels have come up there's a lot more water to kind of go and explore um lake Tahoe is always it's one of the one of the the gems of of nevada for sure and uh yeah, I just encourage people to kind of get out and check it out. Like Doug kind of alluded to, um, paddlecraft or like a, ki- a kayak. There's tons of spots spread all over Nevada that people can get out. And kayak's pretty easy to purchase and kind of entry-level thing to get into as far as boating. But fishing and kind of paddling around is awesome. Great way to get out on the water. And it sounds like it depends where you want to go. Or, I mean, what you want to do, whether you're fishing or if you want to go out and do water sports. Yeah, so um, one of my favorite things to do, because I, I had a boat for a long time and, and sold it, but um, wakeboarding, wake surfing, those are all super fun. But then, like, for kids, like tubing and kneeboarding, those, it's, it's like some of my favorite childhood memories were actually doing those uh, all over northern Nevada. What are your favorite spots for that uh anywhere there's warm water really so (laughs) so tahoe is freezing cold but it does feel good in the summer um but what about you guys you got any favorite spots i like wild horse reservoir out here wild horse is a little bigger than south fork and it doesn't have quite as many people as south fork does 
Um, wild horse can be can be really good for for uh, like I said, water skiing. The tubing is awesome. We see a lot of people out there with tubes. Um, but just getting out on your boat because you can do you know the fishing is also good there. So you can fish early in the morning, late in the evening, in the middle of the day. Uh, you know, put out the tow rope and uh, put the kids on the boogie board. Make an entire day out. Yeah, it definitely. You're definitely right, Joe. Like most Nevada waters have fish in them, and pretty good fishing this time of year. So you can kind of do two different things. And when you want to take a dip, just jump in. And then if you want to do some fishing, you can just fish. You're all right, right there. Just so bring all cool. your gear out. And yeah. the great thing about both Wild Horse and South Fork, they have state parks. They've got great facilities at both of them. Um, a lot of places. Uh, once you launch your boat you can actually beach it right near your campground so you don't have to keep uh, if you want to camp you don't have to keep loading and unloading your boat so 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 it's it's really kind of cool about south fork and wild horse to be able to do that i bet yeah and even um when uh when we were when i was younger we used to go out and if the campgrounds were full we would just throw everything on the boat and then go out and just try and find an island or you know, a hidden spot that we could find a good camp spot. Well, see, a wild horse, you can camp all around the lake, right. if, you, if you don't mind primitive camping. A lot of people from, from the Elko area in Carlin, Battle Mountain, Winnemucca, they'll actually tow a trailer out there and leave it almost all summer in a spot around the lake, and then they don't have to tow it back and forth. They can drive up and tow their boat up, and then they, they, uh, they you know, spend their weekends there and, and camp and fish and ski and all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. In Lake Mojave, the camping's more regulated because it's um, within a national recreation area managed by the National Park Service. But there's still a lot of campgrounds available, and people do camp there even in our warm summers. But um, as Aaron was talking about, it's real common for people to load up a boat um, and go out and find a cove and just just camp out there, and they, they can get away from people, especially in the upper basins. And, and uh, for water skiing and the real fast activities, Mead and Mojave are really the place to go down here. But if you want to get away where it's a little quiet, uh, quieter and you just want to kind of drift and hang out in your boat or do a little fishing, we have uh, Eagle Valley Reservoir and Echo Canyon Reservoir, which are both part of state parks. And as Joe mentioned, they have campgrounds available, running water, showers, and things like that. So for people that aren't really too much into the primitive thing they they have the amenities there but we also have uh, the Kirch wildlife management area that has four fishable reservoirs on there with some real good fish uh, that's all no wake speed only but it's if you just like putting around and seeing some pretty scenery and catching some nice fish um those those are good places to go yeah down at um Kirch Wildlife Management Area, it seems like not only could you go out there and fish, but you see a lot of wildlife. It's just, it looks like it's, I haven't made it down there yet, but it looks beautiful. Well, it's really kind of an amazing place, and a lot of our wildlife management areas are this way. You're driving along through the sagebrush and, and uh, maybe some uh, um, juniper trees, and then bam, out in the middle of the, the valley floor is this green, green spot, this oasis, and have reservoirs. And, you know, the, the neat thing about our our um, high desert reservoirs is they grow fish fast. So like Cummins in Joe's area and Kirsch, those fish grow a couple inches a month underneath the ice. So if you plant a, you know, a 12 inch fish in November and the water freezes over, then come spring, you've got a 17 or 18 inch fish ready to go and, 
and uh, they've got a good flavor because they've been eating a lot of bugs. So good places to be. Yeah, and Cummins is a prime example of a great boating lake. They have it set up so that it's no wake um, from sunset until 11 a.m., and that, that's for the, the fishermen out there. And then from 11 a.m. to, to sunset, you, they lift that no-wake limit, and you can water ski and jet ski and do all that stuff on the lake. So it's kind of a compromise, and the local town got involved when we got possession of that, that lake uh, back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, and helped us develop some of those regs so that it works for everybody. Yeah, and definitely out there, there's only so many spots you can go boating, you know, around the Ely area. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, just talking to you guys, for being in one of the driest states, there's still no shortage of places to go and boat. Well, for sure, and recreational boating, you know, just out playing around. Yeah. It's it's seriously one of the funnest things you can do in the summertime. And Doug, um, Colorado River down like near Laughlin gets really popular too, right? Oh, Colorado River basically from Davis Dam, which forms uh, Lake Mojave from there south oh. to the California state line, and and on into Havasu in Arizona. That's a pretty busy stretch of water, especially in the summer months. But the boating season there is a little longer than it is even up here at Lake Mead Mojave. They start boating there as early as as March and April, and it. And the weekends can be pretty busy, but the, during the week it's not so bad. But there's a it, it's uh, it's uh, boating on a river, so it's it's different than being on a lake. You have to be aware of the current, and you have to be real aware of the traffic. But it's kind of a neat place in its own right. And as you, again, as you get into the fall and school starts, uh, then it can be a pretty pleasant place to be. We're out of time for the first part of the show, but we will be right back. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Right before the break, we were talking all about the places around the state to go to boat. So we wanted to get a little bit more into, Doug, you were saying how popular now paddle boarding is, kayaking and canoeing, some of the other things you could do aside from well, motorized boats. Oh, I'm sorry. and I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're right. It's, uh, it's really growing in popularity. Um, you know, Reno and, and Eric can address this. They've, they've long had kind of a kayaking thing, paddle sport thing going on up there. But on these big waters, there, you would just see a few. But in recent years, especially with this surge in popularity of kayak fishing, we're really seeing an increase in in, um, in kayakers on Lake Mead and Lake Mojave. And, and the paddle boards are following suit. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of room uh, so people can come and, and, and uh, participate in those. The great thing about them is that you can throw them in the back of your pickup truck and drive from town. You don't have to have a trailer, although one of those is very convenient, but you don't have to have one. You can put it in the truck and, and go, and if it's in the bed of your pickup truck, they don't charge you more when you go into the recreation area, so that's a good thing. And uh, uh, But uh, it just gives you a chance to really explore some of the little backwaters and eddies and and coves that you can't get into in a power boat. 
um, whether you're fishing or you're just paddling. So um, it's really exciting to see, and I think we're just going to continue to see that that grow. And uh, the whole industry is changing the way they design and build kayaks so that they're more stable. Um, so people that are that are um, larger size can actually stand up in one of these kayaks and fish without falling over. It's just really quite amazing. It's been fun. Yeah, you know, right? up, up here in, in the eastern region in the, in the Elko area, we have Ruby Lake National Wildlife Refuge, which is basically a huge marsh. And that south marsh is perfect for kayaking and canoeing. Um, the, the, it's easy to get lost. So if you're new to the area, <laughs> they've got a series of uh, hu- uh, very tall poles with reflectors on top um, so that, uh, you know, stay on that. That's, that's the main channel. So if it's your first time on the marsh, stay on the main channel, follow those poles. But there's so many places to get off to the side. And it's not just for, for fishing. There's some incredible birding in there. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge waterfowl nesting area. And it's really cool to get back in there in your kayak or your canoe or even a small uh, boat. Right now until August 1st, electric motors only are allowed on there. But come August 1st, you can put a 10-horse motor on there. Uh, until the end of the year, and, and especially in the fall as you start getting these uh, waterfowl migrating through. But even now, um, there's there's just so many different birds in the area. And they even have uh, trumpeter swans on there. So so get out there in your kayak, your canoe, or even a small little uh, boat with an electric motor. It's it, a lot of exploring to do. There's a Forest Service campground right there. Our Gallagher Fish Hatchery is there. It's an incredible place for wildlife viewing. Nice. It sounds great out there. Yeah, I think uh, I think you guys both brought up some great points. One of them is that uh, Doug, uh, the kayak industry is really like taking taking this on now. They're they're building fishing specific kayaks that are wider and they're better, and they've got rod holders and they're geared towards you know they're just a fishing kayak. And anybody that's kind of like a gear junkie or wants to like tinker with stuff or customize their their setup a kayak is a great a great option i know doug you were kind of you were kind of messing around with your kayak and uh you had some really cool stuff that you were doing yeah i'll tell you what though i learned real fast is that uh sometimes there's too much stuff you can put on your kayak and then you realize that you just put everything in your way (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so I have to go back and, uh, and take a few things off, but you're right. And some of these kayaks are designed so that you don't have to drill into the body of the kayak to put a fishing rod holder on or something like that. They, they actually have a mounting plate that can be replaced as need be. And so all of your mounting is done on something that doesn't um, uh, hurt the integrity of the kayak whatsoever. But you've got various types of rod holders depending on what you want to do, and you control with it. You can still fish. You can you can fish. Uh, I'll tell you what they're really great for, and I've really had fun the last two three years doing is uh, in the spring when bass are spawning. You can sneak right up through the shallow water where a motor motorized boat can't get, and sight fishing these fish is just a, a blast. It's really a, a fun time. And yeah, and my kayak is set up for fish. My kayak is set up for fishing as well, but I've also built a small little blind on it, so when I go to a place like the marsh or someplace where there's lots of birds or wildlife, I can actually sneak up pretty close 
in it as with a blind covering most of me um so that i can take pictures which is really cool that is that's what i want to do i like that it's it's you're getting out there on the water but you're also you know there's so much wildlife to see too yep i don't know if people necessarily when they think boating think wildlife viewing but with these types of um whether it's kayaking or canoeing that yeah it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain but um like even uh when you're on our management areas it's just you're like in stealth mode Mm -hmm. so you're super quiet and you can get to places that you know the big bigger boats can't get to so you're kind of just paddling along it's dead calm and you can like uh mason valley management area here in western nevada you can get like behind the cattails and where you know when where you can't see when you're parked on the on the road and it's just uh it's kind of hard to explain you got to kind of experience peaceful, it. it yeah it's very like peaceful very the the fishing from that quiet setting is just awesome and uh yeah it's like stealth mode well you know and because we are the driest state in the country when you have water you have wildlife and and even even some of our larger impoundments uh the deer come down the antelope uh, uh sometimes I, I haven't really in our bigger lakes seen any elk but i've seen deer and antelope come right into the into the lakes, into the state parks here at both South Fork and Wild Horse, right down to the water. Um, and of course, you know it's not just the the waterfowl. Uh, every animal requires water to live, and, and there's lots of it, lots of it out there. Yes, you know that, and that's a good point, uh, Joe, because down here on Lake Mead and Lake Mojave, um, the bighorn sheep that live in the mountains around those two bodies of water will come right down to the water's edge, and as long as you give them space. They'll let you sit there in your boat and take pictures and watch them, and, and they won't get antsy. If you try to get too close um, or uh, see how close you can get, as some, some guys are, are want to do, they'll spook and go up. But as long as you just relax and, and let your boat drift in there, you'll be able to see sheep. Uh, and one of the funnest times is during the lambing season when the, the lambs show up, and, and uh, it's amazing to watch and scale those cliffs. But you can do it off from a boat. You know, when I, when I lived in Las Vegas uh, 25, 30 years ago, we floated from Willow Beach down to uh, uh, down to Cottonwood Cove, and it's amazing the wildlife we saw down through there. It was absolutely beautiful. So if there's water, like you said, Joe, there's going to be wildlife. Absolutely. You know, one little thing to consider when you're doing this, um, I take a camera with me on my kayak, and, and even the, the fishing kayaks can be a little bit uh, tippy. Um, I tie everything off so that if I, I, I do flip over something, I don't lose it. And then there, there's, there's a lot of different um, things for your camera, for your GPS, for binoculars that will keep them watertight so that, or, so that they don't get wet and get ruined if you do go over. Um, everything from, from uh, waterproof, just little clear pouches you put them in, to special cases made for, for certain brands and, and, and models of, of cameras and binoculars. But, but the, you know, so, so you've got to take that into account because you are around water. Yeah, you need to prepare for that. But you don't want to forget your camera, so you have to have something to put your camera right, in to keep yeah. your stuff dry. You want to just tie everything off to pool noodles. That's it. Oh, how do you do that? that? way everything, yeah, everything, everything floats. floats. You can find everything. I know. <laughs> I know would. what else is uh, it's fun, speaking of cameras and the, the kayaks, is the GoPro. Yes. Other, oh, that um, is. Action cameras, because you can get mounts that will, uh, like a boom that goes out, and you can set your GoPro there, 
and either just let it run or you can um, sync it with your phone so that you can run it from your phone and take pictures of your fishing trip and it's okay if it gets wet or if you tip over and the pictures that you can pull out of the video or even if you shoot stills with it are really quite good because they're HD and uh, it's really a great way to document your catch or your your fun or your friends and it's available right there and so that's just another side of that camera and doug on our facebook you posted that video a while back it's like you used a gopro and it's underwater like getting footage of the fish i thought that was a great video <laughs> well, um, that, yeah that was the one with the, the carp going crazy yeah yeah it was pretty fun yeah, check that out on our Facebook. So. You know, for resources and stuff, for things like this, just something for people to consider. If you go to our website and you actually go to the fish page, there's a there's a place area that says where to fish, and one of the one of the tabs there is waters. And even though it's about fishing, each of those waters that they list in there, and there's uh, probably a good 50, 50 waters there from around the state. It does give any boating regulations or whether you can boat there. So it might give you some ideas, you know, it lists places like like um, Cave Lake and and uh, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, um, Lahontan Reservoir. It lists all these places, but then you can see what there is for boating underneath each of these fishable waters um, uh, forms that they have there. Yeah, that's a great point, for sure. And, and, then, and then a few years ago, we put out a Nevada boating access guide. Um, the one I'm looking at right here on my desk is actually from about 15 years ago. But it also lists different places you can go around the lake. It shows launch areas, um, docks, uh, that kind of stuff, and it gives information on it, uh, each of these waters. Um, I'm not sure if we've done one recently, uh, but, like, I'm looking here at uh, Lahontan State Recreation Area, and it's it's quite a little map in there. shows how to get there, everything. And so so that might be something, you know, uh, I know we have quite a few of these still in our office here in Elko, but, it, uh, you know, we've, we've got the fishable waters maps, which also gives you some good ideas of, of places out there. And then, of course, um, you know, getting on there and taking one of those boating uh uh, you know, navigating Nevada uh, boating courses that we'd have online, I believe. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's definitely a good place to start. You know, plan your adventure. You can get on there and kind of see which area of Nevada you want to check out, and then you can call around, check with the state park, stuff like that. So so we talked about a, a little bit about the fun stuff to put on your boat. What are some of the safety um, items that you guys recommend? You guys kind of have different, different areas of the state. Well, I, I'll tell you this, Aaron, after um – after uh, serving on Lake Mead for eight boating seasons, the number one piece of equipment is a, a properly fitting life jacket for each person on, on board. I can't tell you how critical that is. There, every year uh, nationwide, and some right here in Nevada waters, people die um, from a result of a boating accident, and most of them drown because they're not wearing a life jacket. And just that simple thing would save so many people's lives. A lot of people say, oh, it's not comfortable or it's not cool, it's not fashionable. They've got so many different designs now that that excuse is long gone. I, I just use my kayak, PFD, or life jackets for everything I do because it gives me a lot of room. I'm a bigger guy and uh, it'll keep me afloat. But that's the number one thing I would recommend. And, and not just having it. It doesn't do you any good if you're not wearing it. 
Yeah, yep. it is yep, very sure. important to wear them. And why not? It's just, it's so easy to do. It's basically the seatbelt of boats. Yeah, exactly. Right. Joe, yeah, anything you want to name? Because we we're running out of time here, but we have time for one more recommendation for people. I would I would have a, a fire extinguisher and a throwable PFD. So if somebody else goes over not wearing one, you can throw that Type 4 throwable at them. And just make sure everything on your boat and on your trailer is in good working condition before you head to the water because it's no fun having a breakdown on the way there or having your boat not start when you get to the water. Yeah, my, my recommendation real quick would be good snacks and some water. I some like ice that. Water. Oh, yeah, water is important. Lots right. of water. Yeah, and don't it, drink. There's a misconception that you're, you're on the water water and you, you don't, don't need water yep. yeah but with, as hot as nevada is right now you definitely want to bring drinking water well some great information you guys and thank you too for joining us over the phone and thanks everyone who listened Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.